It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio. Brady, back one more time. He goes and fires, and it is intercepted. Intercepted, running with it is Jenkins. Up the near sideline. Cuts back at the 30. At the 40. At the 50. Malcolm Jenkins is going 99 yards. Oh, touchdown! It is episode number 244 of the BGN Radio Podcast. Whether you are listening out there on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or TuneIn, we do appreciate the five-star reviews, and please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review, as uh, I believe, BLG, since you have made the demand for reviews, they have gone up, haven't they? They have, and we need more. We're not done yet. We need we need to get to John's mark of 800 so we can have the party. Yeah, I think we should have a, a glorious party. And we have heard, by the way, speaking of parties, we've heard back from G.J. Kenny. Uh, it's going to take a little longer than we thought because his new coaching job is keeping him busy. But there will be a G.J. Kenny party. It might just end up being during the season. So we just wanted to update you on that quickly. James looking beautiful, sharp off the uh, 94 WIP midday show. And uh, how are you doing, sir? John, I get to look at your beautiful face. I get you to stayed. see you. I get to see you do the little arm pump thing you do with the what's going on that I love every time. It was awesome. So uh, I'm happy. Also, if anybody has a uh, a good deal on a car, uh, the yes, please hook the, it up. The racket, <laughs> the racket known as hook the PA inspection office, can go suck it because yes. James's car is fine. But uh, you know. You know how that goes when they charge you $4,000 for a car that costs way less than that, and they're like, yeah, sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> it's so literally that, what happens. That's disappointing to hear in the off season. Uh, what is not disappointing <laughs> is also our good friend Alex Waldo, who is a phenomenal designer, who's the guy that also gave you the Wentz Wagon shirt, which he is updating, FYI. Uh, also, there is a T-shirt of the BGN Radio guys in, in caricature form that he is creating for us right now, but... Most importantly, there is a brand new T-shirt in the BGN Radio store. Send over to uh, tpublic.com or actually just 
What's easier, just head on over to BGNRadio.com, click on the store, gives you the full display. We have a Best Friends t-shirt available with your good friend Jason Peters and Jeffrey Laurie because, as you already know, Jason Peters declared them best friends in the <laughs> locker room. And yes, money can buy friends. And that, I think that's where they're at with that. It's a phenomenal t-shirt. He does a, a, a fantastic job and uh, we want to hire him full time. So the, the more t-shirts you buy, uh, the better a chance that is uh, of happening. Of course, uh, we, uh, we are in the middle of the dead zone here, folks, but that doesn't mean that the Eagles weren't active here, BLG. Tell us the, our most favorite thing, at least for most of us, that happened <laughs> this past week. Um, well, uh, I can't think of what you're saying, John. What could it be? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> My favorite thing. Oh, it has to be the Dallas Cowboys, John. It has to be the gift that keeps on giving. The Cowboys are the masters of not being able to stay out of the news and one of the slow oh my god the coaches before these players go off <laughs> uh on their vacation before training camp the coaches just say to them look guys just don't get in trouble and the cowboys mess Virgin- it up every single year there's always getting in trouble uh we have a guy getting arrested for aggravated assault damian wilson we have dak prescott who is faking autographs apparently and just last week, David Irving got suspended. And on top of all that, the Ezekiel Elliott investigation is still ongoing. And Adam Schefter is out here saying that he might get suspended still. So thank goodness for the Cowboys. Um, all the articles on BGN yesterday, the top ones were all about Cowboys players. And some <laughs> people might be like, oh, this is an Eagles blog. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? Well, guess what? It's always fun to be fun about the Cowboys. Or in other words, let's just, uh... oh, yeah, let us have it. <laughs> this is not what I expected it to be. This I, got I, real I, weird, real fast. I know what you were going for it too. Wait, are we? Are we there? No, this isn't it at this all. This isn't it. You this were is, looking for the Jeff Beck one, right? You know, well, you're never going to hear this because <laughs> I'm editing it out of the podcast. Let me let me find a hot Jeff Beck. I think we should leave it in. I think it was good. <laughs> is, that, is that right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing John like getting ready to cue yeah. it up. It was all ready. It was all ready to rock and roll. It would have been great if it come with that. It would have been good. Hallelujah. Oh, wait. Here's a, is this, there that's what is. we're looking for. Yes. Speak to us, Jeff. There it is. There it is. So, here, so, here, real quick, though, I have a question about this thing. Yeah. How many first round picks is all this worth for Dallas? Well, if wow. you. Let, it's got to be a lot, right? right. I mean, that's a lot of first round picks going on. Well, as we, as we broke down before, so with, uh, <laughs> with David Irving, so technically, when he doesn't see snaps for four games, he's going to be out for the first four weeks. So that allows Taco Charlton Boom. to get more snaps, which therefore is like three more first round picks. <laughs> Right, so Ezekiel Elliott might not be there, which means that they're going to have to go sign a first-round pick, a former first-round pick that still may, might be out there, or trade for one. So that's we're up to four. Then if Dak goes out, well, they got him in the fourth round, and he's played at a first-round level. Oh yeah. So really, they could just uh, you know draft another quarterback this year, which is basically another first-round pick. So we're up to five, and then Damian Wilson, who was. You know, a special teamer, a little integral when guys would go down. I think he was the third uh, linebacker that was in there. 
and he's played at a higher level, which therefore, you know, if Sean Lee isn't there, then he can step in and plays at a first-round pick level. So any guy that therefore would be in his case or uh, fill in the depth chart there is at least a half a first-round pick because we all know uh, that's how that kind of works in Dallas. So I think we're up to five-and-a-half first-round picks for Dallas, even though that they are having a normal uh, crazy offseason. It's crazy. Here. That was exactly where my math said as well. Five and a half. Yeah, that but BLG got five and a half first round picks there. Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> BGN Radio, we know how many first round picks Dallas has. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> and, we, and we kind of know how to play Jeff Beck songs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We kind of know how to Jeff Beck it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, see, I, when I, was, uh, I wasn't even going to start there, BLG, but more impressive. I was, I, I think. That people are very excited about a cut, and 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 so soon because I think I had predicted somewhere in the second preseason game that there would be no more DGB and Mike Grow and Howie Roseman and everybody said, you know what? Why wait? Let's just get him uh, on his way to the Arizona Cardinals, where his eventual last landing st- spot will be there sometime after the preseason is all said and done, and we say goodbye to DGB here, James. Yeah, well, uh, you got to remember, you really should be saying goodbye to Plaxico Burris 2.0 is really what DGB was. So some team out there is going to be lucky enough to get Plax 2.0. Can you believe it? Uh, no, I, look, honestly, I can really, I feel pretty good about saying I've not been this excited to say goodbye to an outgoing Eagle since, like, Jason Babin, I feel like, is the last time I was I this excited to not have to watch that guy play for my football team anymore. So, uh, I mean... Great news, you know. We didn't even have to wait till it was like a, it was a, it, like a first round pick for us, really, to yeah. get rid of DGB in terms of our you know enjoyment level. Yes, yes, because uh, uh, what he was second round pick with first round talent. So yes, of course, they're too full. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to me that um, sometimes you need reminders, and I think everybody on Eagles Twitter said this, and we're just going to say it again. He was the second best wide receiver on this team. And he got cut before his <laughs> first first full training camp with the Eagles. Like it didn't even make it there, BLG. I, I can't emphasize that enough of when people talk about, you know, oh, there's enough to win on this team. <laughs> uh, I just point I'm gonna to point to this every single time. I'm blown away that they made this so quickly. But you were you were down there just as much as and in fact more than I was. You heard Mike Grow literally yelling at him every single day in warm ups, did you not? Yes, he was just, DGB was so bad. He, it's really like, you know, we always talk about every year, oh, what can you really take away from OTAs? There's only so much. I mean, <laughs> one of the key takeaways was that DGB was just terrible. He was dropping passes. He wasn't running good routes. He just, he was getting beat on jump balls by like cornerbacks who were like five inches, six inches shorter than him. It was very clear. To Jalen Watkins. He just, yeah, he just he didn't, or even worse. Like, so f- like, five, six uh, inches shorter and creators. shitty at football yes. is the key there. Yes. Got it. He, it is so clear that you know, obviously, he deserved to be gone, and, and no one claimed him. I thought the interesting thing uh, that something that Adam Kaplan had to say. Uh, two of the reasons why the Eagles cut DGB, which is kind of silly because the the obvious main reason is that they cut him because he's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. But Kaplan did note uh, that. You know, the Eagles apparently also feel good about Matt Collins, which we kind of already know and we've talked about at this point. Obviously, they took him in the fourth round. They feel good about him. But Marcus Johnson, that's kind of an interesting name there that, you know, uh, like not one that's thrown around a lot. A lot, a one I'm sure that 
Eagles fans uh, aren't like super familiar with. Obviously, an undrafted free agent with the team last year, and there's kind of an interesting story behind that because uh, it was seen somewhere. I'll, I'll phrase it kind of vaguely here that uh, the Eagles are higher on Marcus Johnson than some of the other receivers that they had last year at the time, which would be surprising because uh, no one expected Marcus Johnson to be a guy. I mean, he was he was signed in undrafted free agency. He wasn't like one of the top even undrafted free agents by any means. But uh, he came in here last year. He got hurt. He ended up back on the practice squad, and now he's here. And I honestly think he could beat out Shelton Gibson for that uh, fifth or sixth receiver spot. Easily. So with DGB gone, I think that's a name to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, and again, it's it, <laughs> you know, I feel like we say it every single time. There's, there isn't a ton to take away uh, from an overall picture during OTAs, but Marcus Johnson can catch a football, and uh, Shelton Gibson can't right now. So unless there's some major turnaround, uh, he's either going to be one of the best now Brown candidates – or Henry Josie, uh, you know, annual uh, award winner, as we might switch over into a, a new generation of that. But uh, I, I really do think he's got a great shot to to make this football team and be on the active roster. Uh, he's uh, he's been very impressive so far. So that's that that's one of those situations that's you know it's it, kind of interesting, and you hope to see that uh, in the in preseason as it rolls on. There also, Dane Evans gets a three year deal. He just came. Everybody, when we were down there, just says like, "Oh yeah, it's, you know, uh, Foles is having a baby. They need an extra arm in here. Uh, Matt McGoin's here, whatever." And then they just come out and give a three-year deal. So that, I mean, to me, that would spell the end of Matt McGloin at this point, right? Yeah. Didn't we say the end of Matt McGloin when he signed here? That it. Was- well, yeah. Just, <laughs> is there any numbers yet? <laughs> nope. Yeah, I think we did pause it. Though. I remember when we talked about the. The hallowed, amazing Matt McGloin signing. I think we said at the time that he would not make it to camp, or if he did, that he would absolutely not make the team. Pretty clear, I think, Matt McGloin not going to make this team. I think they're only going to carry two quarterbacks anyway. Evans, you know, a more interesting arm to have in camp, I think, than a guy like McGloin. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I mean, nothing to kind of like write home about, but... You know, he's, he definitely looks like he's got an accurate arm, and uh, you know, I don't know. I just maybe that's a guy that's there, there, there. And he's little, from Tulsa. And he's from well, Tulsa. that's the key, really, right? Like, and longish hair. <laughs> he he looks like a quarterback. No, I think though that concept. I, I always one thing that Andy used to do that I loved, and we've talked about it a lot. The AJ Feelys of the world, getting those kind of later round or undrafted type guys and developing them, developing them a little bit, and then obviously if they play, hopefully not. Because the injury, you're trying to maybe get some sort of asset out of it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it either. And listen, you know, I can I can debate as as much as I want to with my inner self about you know, <laughs> Matt McGloin being a, a cheaper a, a same option as Foles or even uh, Dane Evans, whatever it is. I just know that there's uh, I don't know. I just don't like Nick Foles. That's yeah, at the end of the day. Shocking. Still there. Dane Evans, QB two. Let's do it. Dane. Uh, whatever. Wait, has there ever been a? Uh, I guess Dane Brugler. What? What's who's the most famous Dane? Other uh, than a great. <laughs> I, yeah, I got nothing. Scooby Doo. Yeah, right. <laughs> great Danes uh, is the only thing that pops into my head for some reason. So. Uh, and of course, uh, the what I thought, what I teased at the uh, end of the latest podcast. Uh, it ended up being the Jordan Hicks injury, and not as bad as as originally was was told to me in in confidence. So I uh, I don't know. I, I tried to figure out BLG how exactly you you break your finger or sprain your finger or reportedly do any of that stuff getting out of a pool. But um, somebody told me and called in on on WIP when I was doing a show this week that his sister 
uh, actually like snapped his finger <laughs> by the pressure oh. of just like grabbing the edge of the pool and pulling herself up and spent the rest of the summer in a cast. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe it is acceptable. But that was a it's a weird injury to happen uh, just kind of all of a sudden here. It is a very weird injury. Thankfully, it's not more severe, and it's uh, it's kind of a shame too because I feel like you know Jordan Hicks already has this reputation as an injury prone guy and this is kind of just like you know it's a freak thing it's not even a football field it's just a totally weird situation we don't even know the full story for sure at least his account of the story which i'm sure we'll hear uh when he reports returning camp later this month but uh definitely unfortunate not the news you want to hear at this time of year just glad it's not more serious because if he's out Man, I mean, this linebacker picture just isn't looking good because also you still have the Nigel Bradham thing that's going on. Like, and we saw earlier this week that uh, he took that, uh, I forget the exact term as I'm scrambling to look it up here. It's like the deferred. <laughs> oh, you defer, uh, a deferred case. judgment, right? Yes. So, so they're, they're, yeah. they're waiting for a, uh, so, a while. So it's very unlikely he'll go to jail as long as he follows through with the terms of that. Although, you know, uh, PFT pointed out that he's still subject to the conduct policy. So it's still possible that. You know, the NFL comes down with a suspension, and and if that case, if that's the case, and you're missing him, and you're missing Jordan Jordan Hicks, that's not very good. Those are two very good players. They're they're your top two linebackers, and that would mean Michael Kendricks is playing oh, a lot stop. more probably. <laughs> stop. Exactly, it would be, not be very good. So so hopefully the sixth thing really is minor, and he'll be ready for training camp or only miss a day or two or whatever. Uh, I'm very glad it wasn't more serious. Yeah, and clearly the other thing with Nigel Bradham, outside of his current issues, he's a dumbass. So yeah. there could be more issues with this guy. It's been one thing after another, obviously. And um, look, I think with the Jordan Hicks thing, I, a good point, Brandon, about the concept of you know coming out of college injury prone. Then, of course, the torn pec that first year and whatnot. But since then, we've really seen him be able to stay on the field. And I'm happy this wasn't something that, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to linger or be too big an issue, but I, I, you make a great point just in terms of when we look at this defense, and, and we, I think, I, I think we at BGN Radio may have been the champions of of for as long as possible. Even though Jordan Hicks is finally starting to be less underrated, he's still amazingly underrated. But when you look at it in the context of this defense, I mean, if you lose Jordan, Hicks, I mean, I I think you could argue that he is the most important player to this defense in terms of a guy you can't lose. Yeah, I, without a doubt. I mean, as far as just w- what you already said in terms of talent, in terms of guys that are going to be kind of that next leader or current leader of that defense. I mean, we we've seen so many different. I, do you? I mean, does anybody remember what it was like with Casey Matthews in the middle? I blocked it out. Anybody, it's like a black. Yeah. Thi- I try and think of it. It's just a black screen in my memory. And so. just everything that was there. I mean, obviously with you know D'Amico, it was it was stabilized, but he was towards the end of his career, and it was a completely different defense, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, but then just everything before that, even we we've tried Maybe Andy to- Reid years. I mean, period. You could just say that. Oh no, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, other than Trotter, I mean, we never. But had outside one. of yeah, you had you had a good old Stu who freaking that flight night oh, was the first was time they bummer. did it and they freaking blew out his ACL right I liked there. him too. Like I, He was a guy, I, I, I liked it in Nebraska. I felt really good about getting him where they got him and I was like, all right. I was like, we got a linebacker. Like This guy's a tackler. This guy's a playmaker. And then it's like, oh, career over. That was uh, fun. Yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of going going back uh, and, and looking at things, we've, uh, we've delayed a lo- some of our episodes because of the 4th of July, and everybody was having fun and eating burgers and drinking beers. Uh, we are going to go back to 2003, and I, I do, I, I'm so obsessed with the 4th and 26 thing. Not because of the play, but I think we forget 
everything, one, around that season and also in that game in general. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into that. We've got uh, the voices of Ike Reese and John Ritchie joining us. Maybe even do Staley. We're still trying to work that out. So that'll be out uh, Monday. I'm filling in for Vince. They're doing a little uh, upon further review myself. Jack Fritz has a new uh, Counterpoint episode that'll be debuting either Monday or Tuesday as well. And then we'll get uh, things uh, rolling right along there. Uh, gentlemen, should we answer some questions? And we got a lot of good uh, good questions. Yeah, shout uh, out to We got a lot of good questions All, all in uh, a very, very, very fast time. Yes. This, <laughs> I, wa- I want to start here because this was uh, something that we didn't get to last time, and I made sure to mark it down. It's from Peter Sisson, also known at uh, our, uh, red underscore ORM, I believe, unless I don't have my glasses on correctly. Question is, why is mayonnaise... So terrible. <laughs> and let me wow. tell you, this is this is a fight that needs fighting. And I think the internet has taken over mayonnaise and made it terrible. Now, there are things where, where we've been conditioned that globs and spoonfuls and overusage of mayonnaise really does ruin things. I'm I am not disagreeing with any of that. But mayonnaise as a whole, it's better than ketchup. It's a great condiment, oh, folks. Mayonnaise is great because you can do so many different things with it. Hey you now. can cook with it. You can, uh, you can, uh, you know, uh, make uh, all sorts of binding agents. You can make aiolis. You can, you can do so many different things. And if things are dry, like turkey, uh, you know, it adds a little bit of fat to it. If you're, if you're uh, eating it by the spoonful, like that. That picture that goes around the internet with some lady on a <laughs> a New York City subway with a spoonful of Hellman's. It's disgusting. Nobody, that's not what condiments are for. No one eats that. No one eats a tub of sour cream and goes, oh, my God, it's disgusting. Never use it again. Uh, and I think uh, what happened in Philadelphia mostly was just because everybody likes to call Penguins fans who are of the male assortment, especially Sidney Crosby, Mayo boys, and that just kind of takes off. So, uh, and, and, you know, fans since 09, very influential on the Twitter.com, has made mayonnaise a bad thing, but it is not bad. It's great with potatoes. I'm with the Europeans on this one, too. It's a better dipping agent. That's it just makes, makes everything good. Ketchup sucks. I will not stand for this. BLG, please help me out this here. Ketchup slander is outrageous, is what it is. But I agree, mayo is pretty Must- good. Mustard is awful, first of all. Secondly, that's not not true either. (laughs) um, Am I the only one who likes all condiments here? You guys all have a little thing that you hate about condiments. I'm just not on ketchup. I know. It's overrated. It's terrific. Uh, Mayo's good. Mayo's good. Mayo's Mayo's good. Yeah, I'm in on mayo. Three mayo. Not as much as a dipping agent, but I don't know how you can eat a BLT without mayo. Yeah, absurd. It's ridiculous. We're a club sandwich? Yes. What are we doing, folks? What what are we doing? What are we doing? So Peter, uh, that's uh, that's that's three uh, three knows to your why is it uh, why is it terrible? And I know that there's a lot of people. Yeah, I don't like are, those leading questions either. But yeah. yeah, why don't you say is mayo terrible, yeah, Peter? Seriously, Jeez. Uh, uh, this coming from uh, at e r z a r i p b l g. Where would you put Jordan Hicks on the NFL top 100 this year? Do you think he belongs yeah. on the list? Oh, he absolutely belongs in there. It's a very good question. I, I definitely think he was the eagle who was probably most snubbed. Um, where would he be on that list? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one spot above seventy, so sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. nice, James. Where would you there put uh, Jordan Hicks? Well, on the, the correct answer is eighty-three. That's where he is. It's it's just decided. I'm just kidding. I have no fucking idea. There are way no, too wasn't. many under he, he didn't make I it. I know. I'm kidding. I have no idea. It's like, well, I don't know. Like 82. I, don't, he's a, he's, I think he's one of the 100 best players in the league. I have no idea where to slot him. I'd have to look at a list. And, and you know, I mean, that's a tough one. What would you say, like, top 50 or the, 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 the 50 after that? 
I would say the 50. I think he's the second 50. Right. I think he doesn't belong in the top Ooh. 100. Oh! Sorry. Wow. Sorry. Hate Sorry. ketchup, Wrong. hate Jordan Hicks. We get it. <laughs> I think he would be in the 100 to 120 range. That's where I, I don't him. think I that's crazy. I, I think he's closer to yeah. 100 than to 50 for me. I think yeah. he's in the 80 to 100 range for me. I think he's fantastic. I'm just, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, and, it, and it's a whole different, it's so hard to kind of judge those things. Like, is he one of the best linebackers in the league? I absolutely think he is. Is he one of the best players in the league? Wow. You yes. know, that's like, that's a huge question to answer. I don't think he's quite there yet. But maybe in the next couple of years, uh, that will look uh, and sound very silly, and you can replay that over and over, <laughs> and over again. Uh, James, what are, who is the most uh, underrated artist of the last two decades? So in the last 20 years, this con from Sean Brennan. We're who talking do you about think, musical artists, yeah, I'm assuming? Who's the most underrated artist in the last 20 years in your mind? Sean, terrific question. I've got my answer prior to that. It's always the Kinks. I think the Kinks are the most underrated group of all Is that time. In the last 20 years? No, no, I'm saying prior oh, to that. Oh, prior I do, to that. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. out loud. Uh, the Kinks is normally my go to answer for this type of question, but in the last 20 years, that is a tough one. Um, you know what? I'll just go with something topical. I think that that Prodigy and Mob Deep were in, by Ooh, yeah. by today's generation good. incredibly underrated. I don't think people realize how great they were, how important they were, what an impact they had. I think Mob Deep criminally underrated. RIP. Yeah, I think uh I think that is very true, especially with just how many people that they influenced too. Uh Mob Deep was one of those guys. Prodigy's an interesting one because their albums were actually really good, but they're only really remembered for two songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ones and- yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a, that is a, oh, Prodigy. Sorry, I'm talking I got about Mo- yeah, Mob Deep, Prodigy <laughs> from Mob Deep. <laughs> yes, I thought you meant Mob Deep and Prodigy. No, 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 no. My bad. Yeah, yeah. So- well, that's an interesting because I would say I'll, I'll throw Prodigy in that mix. Yeah, sure. I'm Prodigy gonna, was underrated. I'm going to think about it a little bit longer. BLG, you got one? Yeah, I'm going to go with a deep cut here. Uh, probably haven't heard of him before. A little-known band, actually a local band, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, Circus Survive. Hey! Really good. Got to check it out. <laughs> they are pretty damn good. I'll give you that. They're guitarists, though. Kind of a, not a fan. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. Well, which one? Just kidding, Brendan. We love you. Just kidding. Yeah, you're right. Thank he was, you. Yeah, we were talking about the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. Can't stand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, in case you haven't heard uh, their their stuff, it's, it is pretty good. Uh, and uh, we'll play cut as soon as this stupid freaking cool. We're not, we're not working what out well with the on? YouTube today. Every time I click, I mean, like, I I'm, I know people need to get paid for this stuff, but listen, folks, we're trying to run a podcast here, yeah. and it's really frustrating to... There we go. There There's the, Hey, still one of the uh, all-time greats there for me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I believe I believe I'm going to stick with I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Prodigy. I think that's a I, I think, think that's an interesting answer. interesting one because they were here and they were gone. I would probably say even though that they're so big and huge and it's right up my alley too, just to throw some other genres in there. I still think Nine Inch Nails are severely underrated. I agree with you as a whole in the community of music. Yes, and, and uh, Reznor as a musical genius still underrated. Which is which is now gone from you know all the I mean literally started the industrial mainstream things that are happening through there. People uh, kind of went through that. He's he's now like has an Oscar for music scores. Mm-hmm. He can do a well deserved one. Do anything with anybody, and I'm still waiting for the massive supergroup where it's. Trent Reznor, Mike Patton, 
uh, Maynard and somebody <laughs> else in the background that are just like, yeah, just go start a fucking band. Yeah. Uh, James Eha from like, you know, Smashing Pumpkins. Take all the bad people out of the 90s <laughs> and put all the good people in one band. That's, that's basically what I, what I hope through there. Uh, this uh, coming from Joel Bryant, who we haven't heard from in a while. What's going on, buddy? Uh, BLG, hometown bias aside, uh, where do you think Lincoln Financial Field ranks with the, less, uh, the rest of the NFL stadiums, and is there anything that you would improve? Well, I've only been to MetLife. I don't think I've been to any other stadium, so I don't have like a lot of personal experience when it comes to comparing them. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's in the top ten. I think it is. I mean, I, again, I don't have that personal experience. I would think it's it's in the top ten, just because I like how you know I like the openness. Sometimes I I think it's uh, not the best in terms of crowd noise, but I think it's it's nice that you can see the skyline or or the views or whatever. Um, I think it's just the way it's set up, and they've made improvements in recent years too, with uh, more seating and everything. I think I think it uh, I think it has to rank up there again. I haven't been to them. I would really have to like do more homework on that to like feel strongly about this. But I I would think it at the very least it would be in the top half. Um, I don't think it's a bad stadium by any means. I too would have to do more homework, but I actually my initial thought is the opposite of BLG. I would think wow. bottom ten towards back. Sure, it's nice, it's new, but. It sucks in terms of like fan, you know, feeling like it's loud, feeling like you're there, feeling like it's a part of it. Like, you know, you don't hear team saying, oh, we got to go to the link. This is going to be tough. They say, oh, we got to go to Arrowhead or we got to go to Lambo or whatever. So, um, look, again, I'm not I've been to a ton of baseball stadiums, far fewer football stadiums. I would assume that it's bottom half just in terms of the whole experience. But, uh, you know, I mean, and then we get into the whole like green stuff and the energy. I mean, it's. I'm sure in terms of technologically and what it does, it's probably in the top 10. I think as a fan going to it, I don't think you're like, yeah, let's get to the fucking <laughs> link. Woo! You know, it's like, I don't know. I'm uh, see, not to go all NPR on on the entire audience here, but I'm probably in the middle uh, between that. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like there's, I, I think it's, I think it would be in the like, top 15 and like good, good stadium. Like, it's a good place to watch a game. It's uh, it's a, it, you know, it still has that snarl to it upstairs and uh, there's a lot of people that are yelling and screaming. I do think that the whole noise thing gets a little overrated as far as like, oh, it's not it's not as loud as it used to be in this circle full of cement and fucking nails and piss and vinegar. Of course, it's not going to sound that uh, as loud, but uh, I still think it's a good stadium to go and hang out. I get everybody's kind of, and the only thing I, I have my, my memory comparing it to is older stadiums. So like, um, <laughs> Compared to like Soldier Field and the old Metrodome, it's a the troughs, the, the troughs and the pee and all that stuff. It's it's way better than that. I don't, you know, I, I think that a place like Houston looks phenomenal. I, I would say, you know, like Arizona Cardinal Stadium is uh, is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that, like lo- that I mean, that it looks amazing. Looks good. It sounds ridiculously loud in there. You know, and, and, and again, it's because it's how it's made and shaped and all that stuff. But to have I, I yeah so I'm I'm I actually take back my You're talking yourself into uh, it yeah because the the way that I felt in 2008 watching that championship game and every time the Eagles were on the field I felt like I had to piss myself because of how loud all the card and those are Cardinals fans Cardinals fans let's be honest with ourselves those were people that were walking in there with fucking uh, you know Matt Leinert jerseys with the tags on them yes and it was loud as shit in there and you're going like 
man, I wish that was still around. So there is that there is that element of that still like you know uh, college football type of loudness when you're going into the you know the which is what LSU you want, right? Whatever, just, like that's what you want. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You really do at the end of the day. So now uh, back to fresh air with Terry Gross. <laughs> and now here is Ira Glass. Uh, <laughs> Uh, BLG, what would be your walk-up music? This is coming from a good friend, Matt Gumbrecht. Oh, come on. I think you guys know it. Yeah, Can this you is guess it? Coheed and Cambria, right? Obviously. It's Welcome Home. Yeah, yeah well, obviously. Ba, da, 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 da. You got any walk-up music, James? Yeah, it's obviously, I think everyone knows it's going to be official. <laughs> it's a, it's oh, Tweezer. <laughs> Look it up, baby. Uh, it's a great one. Tool, tool, tool stink fist, like you had to guess, like you had to know. <laughs> that's that's just the, an easy one. Uh, from across the pond, and by the way, we do have a, a Facebook UK BGN Radio group going on right now. It'll be in the post at uh, bgnradio.com, also Bleeding Green Nation. We can click on that. We're trying to get together uh, at some point. We're, we're aiming for next season. We would love to come out to the UK, hang out with everybody that listens to us out there. We are thinking London, and uh, we are having discussions on that ongoing. So this is from uh, at Neil Dutton, or excuse me, at N Dutton 13. Which Eagles season would you have liked to seen uh, followed by you know, on hard knocks or all for nothing. 1992, 1980, or 2004, James? Yeah, well, first of all, shout out to Neil. Neil, great, uh, great, I've never met him, but I interacted with him on Twitter. Big Dave Damashek fan, we, we yeah. found out. He has helped get Damashek on the podcast. Damashek will be on. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> uh, Neil, I, I think it's 2004, right? I mean, the T.O. thing, the Donovan, the how that all plays out, the you know that run-up. And uh, you know, I think with all the personalities, all the excitement going on there, I think 92 is a really interesting call, too, with the whole you know kind of end of the buddy thing and, and leading it a co-tight and all, and all that, that stuff. Yeah. But um, for me, especially, you know, look, I'm, I'm 35 years old, so I remember 92, but 2004 is, you know, my best year as a football fan. So I got to say 04. Yeah, I think that's probably going to be all our answers across the board, right, BLG? Yeah, 03 was when I first started, like, really watching all the games and paying attention. But, like, 04, I was, like, all in. I, I had bought the T.O. jersey, like, before, like, nice. like, literally the minute they came out on the stands. Like, I remember going to school the next day, and people were like, how do you have that already? It was just, like, <laughs> I had it instantly. I was all in on that team, mm. and that's really what set me over. So I would love to see that. My fantasy baseball team name, name that year, which I won the title, was Freak Plus T.O. equals Super Bowl. As soon as it happened. <laughs> Uh, and uh, oddly enough, that was the that was one of the first time. I, that was the first year I moved back to to Philly after uh, my parents moved me back to Iowa. So I was I was way all in on that season. I was like, yes, I'm out I, of fucking Iowa. I turned 21. I was like, give me all the whiskey and give me T.O. Let's fucking rock and roll. Uh, and uh, yeah, I th- I thought they were gonna go back the next year too. So I was just like, oh, no doubt in my mind. Yep. they're gonna keep T.O. forever. <laughs> And then just nothing, nothing good happened after that. Uh, good friend uh, Nicholas West at Angry Pants twenty four. Been listening for a while. I'm not sure if I've ever heard your opinions on the Eagles Pat Super Bowl. Do you think they cheated, BLJ? Did the Pats cheat in 04? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely yes. did. They totally did. 100%. Come on, like, and and why would you remove that doubt? They've cheated over and over multiple times, and they've been caught doing it. And they like the NFL destroyed the evidence. So like, how could you say like the definitive? They definitively did not cheat. Yeah, there's no way that they um, the NFL will ever highlight that either. Like they're they're not going to make a case 
ever, 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 unless it is so blatant and it is already leaked and it is out there to go, oh, yeah, the uh, the face of our of our entire league cheated. The, the dynasty that is is like, yeah, they might have cheated. In fact, they might have cheated for every Super Bowl. Vacate so, the titles, baby. Yeah, yeah. Vacate them. <laughs> uh, but even with that being said, I think we can we'll, we'll all agree that, yeah, they they probably did cheat. Um, no one was cheating when Donovan threw an interception early in the corner. No <laughs> one no. threw up during the final drive. Yep. No one was, uh, no one, you know. Well, they knew the plays, and then they obviously poisoned Donovan McNabb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is clearly the case. They had the same the same guy. They had the deflator go around and spike the Gatorade, yeah. and that's why Donovan threw up. That's it. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, freaking uh, wow! We went to, we went really deep in that, didn't we? Um, <laughs> uh, 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 this is from uh, Bird Gang at uh, Bird Gang uh, Commentator or Bird's Commentary, excuse me, as I can barely read. Uh, you might know this already. I'd be willing to trade Jaw and a second round pick for nothing. How about you guys? Yeah, yes. Are you who are you talking to? I would just, to? Cu- I would just cut them. Yeah, Brandon Lee got Brandon Lee got would trade away a first rounder with Jaw just to get rid of Jaw. You know what's funny, Brandon, is they're not going to be able to keep Bolden because Jaws here. Ugh. That's what's going to happen. There's no way he's going to make the roster, right? Oh, man. I just just get him off the team. He's so bad. <laughs> Here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I will say about Ja. He is not whoever this guy in the summer league is now, number 35, like Caleb something from Arizona. Oh, my gosh. This guy. I know it's summer league and there's bad basketball, but this guy is like, this is how bad this guy is. Jaleel Okafor is a million times better Whoa! than him. But still, <laughs> but still, we need to get Jaw off this team wow. immediately. Yeah, as fast as possible. Uh, James, what is your favorite NFL team that isn't the Eagles? That's coming from Ethan Adams. Uh, not the Patriots. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what's funny? Because like in baseball, I'm a Phillies fan, but I love the Indians. That's really the only other team in another sport. I guess I don't hate the Raiders. I know they beat us in the Super Bowl, yeah. but it was I was before I was born or when I was born. I don't I like the black and you know the black and silver and the kind of whole attitude out there. So I guess the Raiders, but I re- I really don't have a second football team. BLG, Fuck them all. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> BLG, you got a second one? Yeah, I don't think there is such a thing as a, a second team um, for real, but. I kind of like the Raiders too. Like I, I've always felt like they're kind of an Eagles of the West, is yeah. how I phrase it. I feel like there's something to that. Um, yeah, I just kind of like that because you know, like Al Davis and like the whole fu mentality and all of that. So I, I, I think there's something there. Yeah, I, I, I'm with the Raiders on that too. And like you know, I, I mean, Jesus, my my whole family grew up rooting for Chicago teams, so it's not like I. I I always had a place in my heart for the Bears because my grandmother absolutely loved the Bears, but never took. Like I was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but it's Rex Grossman. Yeah, all right. I guess so. You know, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's Kyle Chandler. It's all these. It's Mike Tomczak. I was like, yeah, oh, uh, man, it's Jim Miller. Keep him. The only cool thing is that my grandfather sodded the sodded the house of Walter Payton. Like that was oh, always a kind of our nice. our little uh, our little family legacy. There's a, always a picture. of his, his house, which is now sounds cool. in, awesome. incredibly creepy. Yeah, you know, that's just like, <laughs> very creepy. But. but still, you know, it was uh, it was a fun time back then. Uh, from a good friend, not at, at not my real emails. What's up, John? What are your two biggest impact injuries that could derail this team? One on offense, one on defense, and it can't be other than Wentz because that's the obvious answer there, BLG. But uh, who would uh, who would really send uh, 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 this into a loop if they got hurt? 
So how many? What is this now? I, so I it's one track. offensive player, one defensive player that would really derail the the season. Well, I think the offensive player. <laughs> I, think, I think it has to be Lane Johnson. Yep. Like, we obviously saw that last year. I don't think. Uh, I think it'd be hard to pick anything else defensively. Uh, I talked about it earlier. I think it would be Hicks because you just don't have a lot of depth there behind him, especially if Bradham possibly gets suspended or something like that. Uh, I think Joe Walker obviously had a showed some promise a little bit last summer, but he's coming off the ACL. He's not a sure thing by any means. I think it would have to be Hicks, and not just because he's so talented, but because the middle linebacker sets the defense. He's the one who gets the whole defense organized. So I think losing him, and even just from a leadership perspective, would probably be the most costly loss. Ditto to what BLG said. But don't forget what John added on at Not My Real Emails there. He said, uh, spoiler alert, John Bartrud, it's not Chris Maragos. <laughs> nice little addition there from John. Although uh, we did, so who tweeted at us? Oh, shoot, what was it? So somebody did, uh, Was was we, we had done an, an expansion draft a couple weeks ago on the WIP show. And by NHL rules, and this is from James Westfall, he goes, you had to, uh, they must be signed through 2018. They must have had two years of oh, league wow, experience with 60% of the games played to be eligible. So by that, a lot of the guys that we had mentioned, like the rookies, would have not been huh. eligible. So therefore, Chris Maragos is on his list at nine. Yeah, and he also had John Dornboss on his list. Yeah, because he qualified. Away. Yeah, but, but uh, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's more than one of us. That's all, that's all that matters. Uh, uh, this is from our friend uh, at June Blaze, who also does a lot of the outro music on this podcast. And if you're not following him, you're doing yourself a very big disservice because his beats are fucking awesome. Back and he's to a good follow, too. Yeah, he is. Back to back questions uh, strawberry, crimpets, or butterscotch? That's ridiculous. It's butterscotch. Yeah, silly question. So we're moving on from that one. Who would win in an eating contest? Amongst the crew, uh, I don't know I mean, who. I don't, I don't know if you could put me and John together and beat BLG. I think this <laughs> is pretty easy. I think it's going to be a unanimous BLG. Yeah. Here's why. I thought for a moment, like me and BLG are food buddies, without a doubt, along with being best friends and things like that. So uh, we like a lot of the same stuff. And one time we went into a pizza parlor on a whim somewhere in East Pasadena. I'm going to forget the name of the place because we were starving. And we're just like, yeah, I think I could eat a large. And BLG's like, oh, I can definitely eat a large. Uh, we had like a bruschetta appetizer and then that. And I, I tapped out maybe three and a half slices in. And before I could finish my third half slice, he was down to like a slice of pizza oh, left. Oh, yeah. We saw him, I'm eat, out. We saw him eat two Philly tacos. For those of you who don't know, that is a Jim's cheesesteak with a Lorenzo slice of pizza wrapped around it. <laughs> John and I both ate one, and it took us forever to yeah. finish it. BLG ate two. Yeah, I just stopped. I had to pause. I yes, had you, to have, wrap to take, you have to. It was, it's, it's, wow. It, yeah, and he ate two. That's, two of them. That's <laughs> not right? even the most I've ever eaten. I think the most, uh, some of the biggest things I've ever done, I did one large pizza and then one one large pepperoni and one small uh cherry pepper so the, the challenge there was it was really spicy too um and the other thing i did was i ate two full 16 inch hoagies one was tuna <laughs> with cheese and the other one was pepperoni and cheese <laughs> oh my god yeah that's amazing. speaking of that we're also going to go have pizza tonight with our good friend john winter tweet apparently yes. it's an amazing place in new jersey i am skeptical and I'm driving 55 minutes to go find this out, but it, it'll be good company anyway. So we'll, we'll report back on that. Uh, from our Patreon subscriber, uh, a dedicated, uh, soon-to-be um, part-time co-host when everybody kicks in 
uh, with, with doing that during the season. And, of course, uh, she buys all of our T-shirts as well because she's amazing. Uh, from Carrie Johnson, when you have a free day, BLG, what is your favorite guilty pleasure? My favorite guilty pleasure on yeah. a free day. I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure on – I just do guilty. the stuff I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that means like a massive sitting down of like if there's nothing going on. I mean, I definitely play Overwatch for like three or four hours uh, plus, and uh, you know, do do a lot of so sing and dance. I uh, yeah, I, I get out the Jameson and I fucking just you know air drum and uh, air guitar and and uh, sing some soul tunes and uh, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's a guilty pleasure, but it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I I've I, it's it's hard. I like to take you know long luxurious uh, bathroom. Time, you know, read a book, maybe. <laughs> What's wrong with that, right? You know, relax in there a little bit. Yeah. I can Maybe that should be the next. And number, number two, as it were, you know, take your time. Long, there. luxurious yeah. bathroom time, and yeah. then just James reading a newspaper. Or <laughs> hey guys, BLG, what do you like to do when uh, when you have time off? I guess I don't know if this counts, but sometimes like you just get caught in that YouTube wormhole where you're like, oh, let me watch this video about something, and then like you get like the next related video, and you just get sucked into like this thing where it's like, oh, that took like three hours of just me watching <laughs> like videos that like probably weren't even worth my time. So I think I might have to go with that. Uh, some uh, great questions that ke- uh, came in. Keep coming uh, with them, and we will answer them uh, the next time. Uh, we'll end on uh, a, a couple of these from our good friend Juan Galvez. So a very, very serious and then very fun all at the same time, which is crazy. <laughs> so let's get dark for a moment, I guess. Uh, did you have a rock bottom moment, James? And if you did, how did you get yourself out of it? It's a, it's a great question. I did, and we'll get dark about it. Uh, when I was in sales, uh, this was about you know five years ago, hated my life, hated waking up in the morning. I was about 30 pounds heavier than I am right now, and I was just despondent. And uh, I got laid off from my last sales job, and I spent- Fucking God, hate yeah, that shit. Spent basically the, the, a month or so just- at the fucking bottom, like no idea what I want to do with my life, no idea with anything, and you know, just trying to, uh, you know, figure out what to do. And uh, I mean, not to get all sappy or whatever, but I got out of it because my wife is awesome, and my wife said, Aww. you know, it's true. And she, my dog Millie was pretty amazing too when I was depressed and just shouts to Millie, lo- giving me love when I needed it. Uh, but you know, Emily was like, hey, you have to be happy, you have to follow your dream, and uh, you know, I ended up going to grad school and internship at uh, at the old radio station and. Uh, I met John and I met Brandon and then, you know, the rest is history. So uh, I, I think, um, you know, I think uh, personally, at least when you get down like that, it is helpful to have people around you, obviously, who love you and believe in you. And also just to kind of, you know, remember that that uh, being happy and making yourself happy is is sometimes more important than. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, the, the, what you're expected to do. And whatnot, it's it's so. weird that like you know, we have so many when, when you seek advice from like anybody, it's always. It's so weird, like like help each, help people out and, and do the right thing and yeah. sacrifice them, but also like make sure you're happy and do, it's like well, which one is it? Tell me what's going on. Uh, BLG, do you have one of those moments in life? Well, it's kind of similar to James in the sense of you know I got laid off earlier this year, as you know, um, which is why I'm back, which is ultimately ended up obviously being a good thing. But yeah, just having the 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 insecurity there and just like. You know, I love BGN so much before leaving and to not have that and then not have a job. It was just like, 
well, what do I do now? Like, it was just like, you know, one of the best things in my life that was always there. And then I just didn't have anything. And thankfully, you know, like you said, it came back together quick. So it wasn't like this extended period. But still, you know, it was kind of, it was just, you know, it's very sudden. It was just like I got a phone call one day that was being laid off. And it was, um, I think it was the day before, you know, we hung out with you guys. And, and it was great to, to see you guys that next day. And uh, to have you all be very reassuring and everything because uh, it was needed at that time. So, so big thanks to you guys. Hey, man. Yeah, that's, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I yeah. It was that was such a weird, weird time. That it whole was. all. I gotta be honest with you, guy. All last off season, it was like, huh, this is different. <laughs> I know. BLG's not here. This it was, is weird. It was me and John texting each other, being like, "Well, I this. this sucks. <laughs> what do we do now?" So it was kind of like, and it was a terrible thing that that uh, that happened to BLG. And like after, I think we met each other that next day. And just hung out for a little bit, and I was just like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm glad he's back here." And like, yeah, yeah fuck those guys, and let's rock and roll here, you know, and all that other stuff. So, uh, mine isn't it's as recent, but goddamn, man, I mean, when I was 19, it was I was just fucking weird. The whole the whole of that time, I won't take you all through the the dredger truck, but it was I was out on my own uh, for the for the last like two years. I was figuring things out. Uh, I was in a band with a with a bunch of guys. We were all roomed in a in a two bedroom apartment. And there was like four of us. And I was sleeping in like the living room, and the other guy was sleeping <laughs> on the couch in the family room. And everybody fucking smoked in there, and we weren't eating. And everybody thought I was on drugs, which I wasn't. And clearly, I can't be because I have a I have a little baby stomach that can't. I mean, these guys know. Like I I have I have a <laughs> sip of bourbon, and it's also <laughs> I I throw up at the sight of like weed smell, and I think I'm dying. And it was you know I'm 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 allergic. Can to, confirm. I, I did. Yeah, I didn't know I was allergic to weed, and I I remember even at that time there was a girl that I was dating was like, yeah, try this one hitter, and it knocked me out so bad that I was out for ten hours, and I didn't realize like how how much it. Af- it, like affected me and throughout life and like I'd always mix in uh, beer and weed and and because everybody's partying this was what you did you just like oh yeah you just get hungry man uh, and little did I find out until like you know the five six years ago that it was like yeah uh, you might be allergic to weed <laughs> and then I tried it one more time and even James saw it and and he was like it was he's like yo man what the fuck I, I thought it was I was like I gotta get it was out like of a here panic attack. Was like, I it was a walk legit around. panic attack. <laughs> It was yeah. so terrible. Yeah. So I didn't know that at all at the time, and that that's that was pretty much the lifestyle that was happening. Uh, and everybody was kind of just, you know, I had lost. I did the opposite of James. I had lost like thirty pounds and so rail skinny. And I knew that I, <laughs> the moment everything changed, is the groceries that we would buy like every week. And we had one of the guys, moms, who was so nice, drop off a care package of stuff, and. He was nice enough to be like, okay, you know, let's distribute this out. I'm going to keep, you know, the the favorite things that I like that'll keep me going, and you guys can have this other stuff. I was like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> and at this point, we were working at a college radio station as well, and they would drop off like bread and uh, day old like donuts and stuff to like, you know, hand out to, that they would do there, and it was just like. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take one of these loaves of bread because we literally couldn't. We hadn't. We didn't have enough money to do anything uh, other than pay the rent and do all that other stuff. So I, my my favorite part was coming home after work and uh, and I was working at a village inn, which is the equivalent of like Perkins or wherever that was around here. And I pulled out peanut butter Captain Crunch, which is still one of my favorite things ever to this day to eat. When I'm just like, yeah, I just want some cereal, and I pour out 
the box and it's nothing but fucking ash and cigarettes. Oh! Somebody used oh. it as the, and it was like half a box full and oh. that was going to last me to last like that oh. week. And I was just kind of like, holy shit, I have to get out of here. And, <laughs> and, and, and my brother and his now wife came to saw see where I was living at that point and they just looked at me and they're like, Dude, you have to get the fuck out of this place. <laughs> what are you doing? And there's it was so weird. It was like every if if anybody saw the movie Step Brothers, that's exactly what the apartment uh, what kind of looked. There's samurai swords all over the <laughs> oh fucking place. God. There's like black lights, there's whatever. They used to take uh because it was like, you know, party all night, sleep all day, they would take the huge comforters and just black out the windows. Oh my God. You never knew what time it was, ever. And you're just kind of like, ah, and you're sitting there going crazy <laughs> and, and you know, just trying to keep order. Oh, that's also the place where I almost, like, uh, burned the entire apartment down because I thought <laughs> I, I was so sick of the smell of the apartment that uh, I, I took a wax candle and put it on a, a frying pan just to melt it down, thinking that it would, like, Oh yeah, wax isn't going to start on fire. And, and, and then, the next thing I know, the entire candle is melted down in this pan. There's a flame, and I go and try and put it out because I'm like, oh yeah, f- well, the fire, water, it all makes sense. Not realizing, like, no, you idiot, it's oh, it's oil based. So like, there was a a uh, a Dragon Ball Z type of flame oh my God. that went up through. I don't know how I didn't catch on fire. Like it it. Caught almost everything but but me, and nothing really started on fire after the flame up. And there was so much smoke pouring out of the apartment. It was the craziest time of my life. And I just said, and I was so, you know, my brother just said, just get out here. Whatever you have to do, we'll take care of it from there on. And then I did. And I came back to Philadelphia, and it's, that, that was pretty much it. There were other bumps and, and bruises along the way, but I remember that would being the, the worst time ever uh, in, in life. So. Just keep uh, just just say I'm gonna die tomorrow and just keep going. <laughs> Honestly, like if you have nothing else to go on, yep. holy shit, uh, and and kind of roll like that. Uh, real quickly, not to end it on a on a weird awful note like that. This wasn't awful. I'm just saying on a on a down note. He also asked that's this is why I think is the funniest part about the two parter. Your favorite childhood TV or cartoon show? There, BLJ. <laughs> uh, favorite? Oh, it has to be. Um... I think it's Hey Arnold, actually. Hey Arnold. I never watched it because I think it was just uh, just above uh, where I was watching cartoons regularly. Even though uh, there was a lot of people. You have friends that were, always had Cartoon Network on, by the way, when you went to their houses? You oh, have a yeah. friend like that? Oh, <laughs> it's just like, no matter, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what time of day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Samurai Jack. Uh, you know, on, uh, Marathon. You know, it will always be there. Do you have a favorite uh well, the funny thing was, at first I saw these two, I thought these two questions were one, and I was like, my lowest moment watching cartoons, I'm confused <laughs> right now. Uh, at least for when I was really young, uh, I was a big Thundercats guy. Oh, nice. Thunder, oh, Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Uh, the, the original X-Men on, uh, on Fox. Strong. On Saturday morning. So it was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Jubilee, fuck that fucking Jubilee, that messed up everything. Other than that, yeah, it was a fantastic time. So uh, it is another wonderful Dead Zone podcast that went way longer than I thought it would, uh, <laughs> as usual. And what else uh, is new? we hope you enjoyed that. And uh, BLG, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I missed the wonderful Sixers podcast that you guys did on WIP that everyone loved and no one complained about. <laughs> So I know everyone's going to really appreciate my quick thoughts on it. Man, 
I'm really excited about this team. I'm probably, well, maybe I shouldn't get into this. I'm probably more excited about them than the Eagles. I'm excited about the Eagles season, but just because. No, I feel I the same way. To watch. Yeah. I, I know, I just feel bad saying it in a way because it's like, oh, you're not even a real. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just excited to watch Embiid play again. I'm excited to see Ben Simmons. Obviously, Fultz has been terrible in summer league and he's a bust and Jason Potato is better. No, none of that is true. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about the Sixers. That's my final thought. You want to know why, though? Because it's it's the mystery of it. It's 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 Ben Simmons on a two-year delay. It's, you know... Him it's and him playing before. for the first time. This is all. This is all like opening, continuing to open up packages and be like, oh, we really don't know. And there's also like that little little thing in our back of our head is like, oh god, I hope we're not wrong. <laughs> oh god, please don't be wrong about any of this stuff. <laughs> that would be disastrous. Uh, James, final thoughts? Yeah, I, don't really, I, I was trying to think of something. I don't really have anything, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna you know what? I love both of you, and uh, thank you Thanks, for pal. thank you for sharing everything. Now I'm gonna, I'm going to Portland next week, so oh yeah, he'll be gone. Um, hey. If anyone's got some sweet wrecks, and I know uh, 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 John out there yeah. at, my, at not my real email, so uh, uh, that should be fun. So thank you guys, this is fun. Uh, my final thought is I I find it curious that guys who are on this Eagles team like Malcolm Jenkins and Tory Smith who are uh, trying to have a law enforcement. Uh, a conversation that continues on, which was started by Colin Kaepernick, who continues to get the most shit for doing what he did, uh, and there and Malcolm Jenkins, who also uh, took on to that movement, who never unraised his hand during the national anthem, and Tory Smith, who also probably did some of the same things. Who are now? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I see it in front of me on Twitter. Who are trying to continually pursue to have this conversation and have not stopped since. I'm wondering why they don't get the same amount of shit that Kaepernick does and why there's other people that it's okay for them to kind of do it in a way. And I'm not saying everybody agrees with what they're doing or whatever, and there will be people that are upset and, and, and going back and forth with this, but I'm wondering why Kaepernick is 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 getting the most out of it, even though there are others that are continuing uh, to do it. And maybe it is just literally because he kneeled down, and I don't, I don't understand the difference. So... That's that's crazy to me. I'm glad that people are still involved in what they are doing uh, and what they are believing in and having those conversations because I think a lot of the time with athletes, things get discussed and then they go away. And this is one of the things that hasn't gone away. And uh, I commend them uh, for that. So that is going to do it for episode number 244 of the uh, BGN Radio podcast right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com.